0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Mingry Nation podcast. Welcome to it. Uh, it's the summertime edition, new season. I guess, uh, you know, like, whereas the spring is typically the start of the new, you know, year sort of, right, you know, uh, uh, leaves are, are sprouting, et cetera, et cetera. For us, it's like the summertime, right? You know, like um, basketball is, is done. Uh, here at MGM, we like to take a little break. Um, you know, I, I I despise I absolutely despise all the filler content, and it is content. At um, uh, you know, like oh yeah, basically everywhere else, right? Like like you know, let's let's preview the specialists and uh, like nobody really cares, right? I, I don't care. I, I follow football, I follow basketball to an unhealthy extent, really. To tell you the truth, and I don't care. I, I don't care about the third tier lineman. It just doesn't appeal to me. And it's good. You know, you go out and you see some real life. Um, you know, this is uh this is a a I was a vice sort of, right? Would you would you say that? Oh, in case you're wondering, um, there's no Aldo, uh, no Greg. I try to get both of them, try to get our schedules synced up, but they're doing stuff, you know, taking vacations, living life, good stuff, you know. Uh, I actually plan to do this uh, this podcast, you know, maybe July 4th weekend, early July, um, but, you know, I, I thought I had allergies. Turns out I had the COVID, um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all fine. Everybody's fine. Family's fine. Um, I had the sneaky can, you know, it makes it seem like it's just allergies, um, but I'm good. I'm good. Everything's fine. I can breathe. I can talk again. I can podcast. So that's why we're doing it now. Schedule didn't quite work out, but I wanted to begin talking about it. It's time to talk about it. It's time to, to crank open the old laptop and uh, try to remember who is on the roster. Um, you know, I got an email letting me know that uh, Conference USA Media Days are the end of July, uh, and wouldn't you know it? That's when I'm taking a vacation. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be in Chicago for, uh, I'm going to go Lollapalooza. I'm going to do old man parent Lollapalooza. It's going to be fun. I remember when I was a kid, uh, you know, I'm not actually a kid, but you know, um, young pre, pre-child pre adult uh, going to Lollapalooza having a good time and seeing people out there with their kids and like, you know, it seems kind of, uh, I guess yeah, it makes sense, but, you know, it seems kind of strange to have your kids out here. But I'm going to be that guy having my kids out there. Uh, and I'm going to have a good time. and I'm, I'm unashamed, you know. <laughs> I'm going to have a good time. Uh, anyway, back to it. Um, we won't be at media days, which is fine, you know. Like, I mean, the, the, what we use it here for is to talk to the coaches, right, uh, to see what they're really like. They do a lot of coach speak. You're not really going to get a whole lot. You do get some things, and, um, you know, it kind of depends on how great of an interviewer you are. Uh, it is a bit of a circus in a show, and that can kind of close people up. And, you know, also I'm not super interested in doing that. You know, again, everybody's out, out for some content, and uh I mean for a while you had like the Redditor dude. He'd be there with like his little, you know, um uh handheld cam camera. Uh he'd have his phone on the camera and then um you know, basically everybody now whips out their phone to record the interviews as they're happening. Um like one day supposed to be for like just the print media, local media, just getting everybody there so you can have those conversations. And then they're rotating them through. Uh, like the media thing, right, you know, where they talk to, like, Ron Thulin, and, you know, he, they sit up there, and, like you know, so, you know tell me about, uh, you know, blah, 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 that kind of stuff, right? That's all pretty um, scripted, uh, and that's also when they run them through, you know, you see these commercials when they're, you know, like, saying, you know, values, competitiveness, these are the values of Conference USA. That's where they have them go say that stuff. You can see them go in there, and they line up in their little shirts and whatever, and they say th- this speech. Um, So there's some time that you get with the coaches. The Eastern, there's no divisions anymore, but the East Division teams were usually kind of in and out, and they had to catch a plane and get out of there. The West Division teams are a little more relaxed because they typically, you know, like North Texas especially, just like a bus ride away. It's not that big of a deal uh, to them. But, you know, you kind of get a sense. This one's going to be all of them, all 11 or whatever. And, um, you know, there's... I won't be able to be there. I'm, I'm interested. I, I like going to those things. Uh, it's a good way to to talk to some other beat writers, get some other inside information. But you're not really gonna find out too much about like the players. I mean, you can kind of get silly questions. There's a lot of people that are trying to, um, you know, ask silly questions so they can get a headline, and that's all fine. I understand that. You know, it's all entertainment. It's the entertainment business. But I'm interested more in sort of a season-long kind of thing. So I think what I'm going to miss from it, and we're going to see maybe Alda can make it. I don't know. I don't want to plan for his time. But um, I definitely will be in Chicago that day. So, um, you know, I I think that what what I like to use it for is, like, you talk to the coaches. You get a sense of who they are, what they're – are they polished, you know, what they're looking for. And then you get to compare their season with what they said. And, you know, it's not quite, like, beat writer stuff where you're out there every day. But it's a sense, and especially for an uh, entire conference-wide thing, which I, you know I did at our do for CUSAReport.com, um, it was useful, right? From North Texas, Seth Luttrell, it's very uh, robotic. Let's say you're not going to get a whole lot out of him. Um, you know he's gotten better and more skilled at handling media. guess, with all his interactions with Brett Vito. But, I mean, you know, you're not going to get a whole lot from that that thing. Um, but, you know, we're, we're going to miss it. So I'm a little disappointed about that. But big season for North Texas football. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about this, you know, about, like, where it's all going to go. We have uh, uh, the biggest news in college football right now is that, like, the Los Angeles teams are going to be playing <laughs> in Champaign, Illinois, basically, right? Um, I guess it's good in a few years because, you know, like we relo- relocated to the Midwest. And so it's a little easier for me to get to, you know, see some Big Ten football, which now apparently includes Los Angeles teams. Uh, you know, I think it, it immediately kills like the Rose Bowl and the fun of the Rose Bowl. The whole tradition there was that you got to see, um, <laughs> you know, like a Michigan, uh, a team that played all, you know, fall and, and cold and In snow, and they get to go down to, um, you know, sunny Los Angeles for a game. It was a good time. That's the nature, again, of entertainment. It's changing. What used to be a spectacle is now rote, an old hat, Um, you know, and it's really about money. UCLA is, you know, bleeding money. Uh, I know Cal is bleeding money. I know they're they're trying to get into, like, maybe the Big Ten also. Um, And... The Big Ten right now just has so much money. And so getting those teams over, it works out for the Big Ten. It works out for Fox, which is basically negotiating a lot of this. And just like ESPN is negotiating a lot of the SEC deals and when you get Texas and Oklahoma out there, the SEC, it's not about competition. It's, not, it's really just about money. And you can't really blame them um, because money, you know, especially after the pandemic, money is very important. So where does this leave little old North Texas, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, well, it leaves us basically where we were, right? The also-rans, the other squads, except that, that group has gotten larger, right? You know, um, I'm, I'm not really angry about anything uh, because the time to make some moves was, I don't know, 50 years ago, you know? Um, you look at, like, an Oregon, right, moneyed, Big backer, billionaire donor, right? You know, Phil Knight is out there like calling people up, trying to get some things to happen to get Oregon in, in a good conference, but um, it didn't save them because of the <laughs> because of the geography, right? Some things just work against you. Um, other programs, right? Like Stanford, you know, very uh, you know storied, very good program. Uh, they win a lot. They you know they compete in basically every aspect from brain to brawn. Um, not really moving over. Nobody cares, right? It's just a little too far away. Um, it's, it's not, it was never going to happen for North Texas if we were not as big as the Texas, and that's it. And that wasn't going to happen without a lot of, uh, a lot of dominoes falling a certain way that they did not, right? A lot of Plinko discs fall in a certain way that they did not. And so... We're left with, you know, the possibility, the future of the AAC. Um, and you know, just a note about Conference USA, I was, you know, I, I came up in my fandom in Mean Green as a member of the Sunbelt Conference, right? Back when the Sunbelt Conference was crap. <laughs> now it's a little prestigious and everybody's like, man, I wish we could be around like the Sunbelt. Um You know, North Texas was looking to get up and move up, get out of the rinky-dink Sunbelt Conference. I think it's one of those things where we left, uh, Western left, FIU, FAU left, Middle left, and the Sunbelt got its act together. They got more regionalized, uh, they got focused, and they made some things happen. And they had a lot of success. Uh, North Texas instead went to a conference that was sprawling and reacting Two situations they were poached, you know, by the AAC, what eventually became AAC, and you know was kind of put in a group and in a situation where it was a lot of teams who were also RANS. Let's be honest, in their conferences, right? Uh, I mean, you think about like Western Kentucky. Uh, you know, if you think about Kentucky, you think about well, I guess you know University of Kentucky. Uh, you think about like Middle Tennessee. You think about Tennessee, you think about, you know, well, Tennessee or Memphis at least. Uh you think about uh even North Texas, right? There's what, U T, Texas A and M, Texas Tech, Baylor, etc., right? Um everywhere in the whole conference, FIU, you think about Miami, Florida State, Florida, um, and you know, even if you don't think those teams are down, right? But like UCF stepped up, right? FAU tried to do a little stepping up and then uh they flamed out. Um you know, again, so it, it's difficult. of also ran teams, and everybody was looking to be somewhere else. Nobody was really looking in the entire conference history uh, about how to make each other better or, or find something that, that connected these teams. So everybody's complaining that they, all these other teams are terrible. Uh, I don't want to be with them. It's a marriage of inconvenience, basically. And so now it's over, right? North Texas and uh, was it six other, Rice... FAU, UTSA, UAB, uh, and I think one other one. We're all leaving. We're going to the AAC, and then they're not super happy about it. Right? They're just like, yeah, we'll get them because you know Cincinnati's leaving, you know whatever. Uh, but we'll be here, uh, and you know it, it's a little bit better, right? The, de- the money's not right. We got a we got a crap deal going to the AAC, but it's it's a better that crap deal is better than the Comfort USA deal. And it means some changes, right? So it's a step up in competition. Like SMU is better. They have been better. The money's better. It's allowed teams to recruit better. And, uh, you know, there was an article about how SMU is, you know, they, they're professionalizing their recruiting operation. And No Texas is a little, far away from that right now, right? They don't have like a, a, the same kind of staff. There's not a whole lot of money there, right? And, you know, that's it. That's why you chase a lot of money so that way you can. Find recruits. It's it's all a race. It has always been a race, uh, and North Texas was playing um, <laughs> on a, like a, on a wagon pulled by a um, pulled by a, a broke down horse. And now, hey, we're we're getting to the modern age a little bit, but we're far away from the Alabamas and the Georgias of the world. That's fine, right? You know, I, I think in that sense we all know that, and so then competing with those programs does sound a little ridiculous, right? And so then, but that's also kind of scary, everybody doesn't wanna say the thing that everybody knows is that maybe there should be a different division for programs of this caliber, right? Maybe it should be, instead of like attendance, right? things what the, the current criterion is, um, it should be um, like cash flow, right? Like what's your budget for the athletic program? Is it nearing a billion dollars? then maybe you should only compete with other billion dollar organizations, right? If it's, you know, 25, 35, 100 million, then you know, you can compete with those right there. There's maybe some tiers, whatever. Um, And I think that's fine, right, it's reasonable. But I think teams want a way, you want a way to move up, you don't want to always stay in the tier. Um, And and that makes sense, we need to make sure that can happen. Um, But you know, whatever, all that's aside. Uh, I am old enough, I think, where I don't get angry about this kind of thing, and I just recognize the fun that can be had in the moment. Does that mean I lost my zeal? Maybe, I guess, and you know, I got children's now, and you know, like, it's, it's real silly of me to be out there yelling, drunk in the stands, like, ah, we gotta get into the, this conference USA sucks. You know, whatever, I'm gonna enjoy it for what it is. And, uh, you know, what is it? Well. Seth Luttrell, and here's the part, right? Like, I like Seth Luttrell a lot. I think he's done good for the program. But it's put up or shut up time, right? Uh, there's been a lot of losing in big games by Mr. Luttrell, right? And, you know, it, it, with, with uh, great power comes great responsibility. Or, as I like to say, uh, for whom much is given, much is required, right? If you're going to say, hey, uh, Seth Luttrell at the University of North Texas football team, welcome you to Abilene Stadium. Well, when there's a loss, I'm gonna think about Who was it that gave me this loss? Oh yeah, Seth Latrell gave me this big, gigantic L right here and these ugly feelings and this high-priced beer, um, you know? So that, that's it, you know? You get the name, you get the big money, you get the, well, you get the shit. Um, the highlight of last season the savior of last season. And, you know, like, if I think you zoom out, you know, I talked about this before, right? You know, like, you want some time away to kind of reassess where was it? Was it good? Overall, eh, it wasn't good. You look closely at it, you're like, oh, yeah, there was a lot of losses It sucked in the beginning of the season. It was pretty terrible. Um, but it ended well, sort of, right? You beat UTSA, a team I didn't think that was very good, that much better uh, than a lot of other programs. But North Texas is very terrible. Uh, quarterback play, very terrible, um, you know uh, injuries along the you know in the run game, lots of stuff. Not as exciting offensively as we wanted it to be, you know, et cetera, et cetera, right? But you beat uh, a ranked team. First time ranked team came to Apogee. You beat them, in-state rival, in-conference rival, you know, all that good stuff, right? Broke something beautiful. I like it. I love. it I had a great time. I went to that game. Uh, I had a great time. Um, follow that up and everybody was excited. Hey, we're going to have a bowl game. We're going to make up a bowl game, you know, just craft it out thin air. The, the Frisco classic, right, um, you know, which is silly. And I made a lot of fun of that, you know, like, oh, you know, I remember me, my my granddad would sit by the radio and listen to the Frisco classic. Uh, it's the one and only Frisco classic and we played, uh, it didn't matter who we played because we got beat very badly. And everybody walked away with ugly feelings again, right? Another game, another bowl game in which we didn't compete well, uh, in which we fell flat in our face. Felt this was last year, you know, following the year before we went to Myrtle Beach Bowl and got whooped up by Appalachian State. Um, you know, uh, there's a, my kid was in here and was like, what? We got all the posters and mementos for like cities we've been to, right? There's Barcelona, there's, you know, uh, New York, whatever. And this one's New Orleans. I was like, yeah, you know, we actually went to New Orleans uh, a few times, but the one of the times we went when you were a baby is when we went to see North Texas play uh, Troy. Uh, and like, oh, did they win, Daddy? I was like, no, they got beat. They got beat down pretty badly. Um, and that's, that's the story, right? We keep telling the story. This is what's up. And, you know, whether, you know, I, I, I've said on this show before, you know, I think that it's important for the leader of the program to be graded uh, with some reasonable... Um, well thought out criteria and That is, are you taking the program in a positive direction uh, When it's time to rebuild, reload You know, like it's not Alabama You're not getting five stars You just don't have it all there But, you know, so you get a reasonable amount of time To rebuild, reload, that kind of stuff And sure, you know, luck, time and chance happen to them, to them all uh, You know, so we give you benefit of doubt here and there You know, you can't always hit all the time yeah, all, right, all that stuff, right? So are we, are we giving reasonable criticisms? That's what I always say, right? Well, um, I think that North Texas has, you know, got a lot of good fortunes, right? Uh, we went to bowl games that they probably shouldn't, and those are opportunities to get a win when you shouldn't have a win, right? Those are opportunities to show that you got some coaching skills, that you can scheme up a game, that you can make something happen. And what have we seen? we 've seen that they can 't make something happen that they lose important games that when uh, all eyes are upon them, they fall flat and they shrink from the, they shrink from the moment and i 'm talking about the coaches, of course, you know the kids are the kids right the players are the players uh, yeah they got to execute that kind of stuff, but they also have a, f- a well paid coaching staff trying to prepare them for those moments right and a lot of times it's, it's things like uh, you know executing uh, defensive assignments. I mean, are you teaching that well? this guy just still doesn 't know. Eleven games into the season, where to be on this kind of play? Uh, maybe it's uh, your fault, coach, because you're not getting it through to them, right? You know, or maybe you're not recruiting a guy that can execute that play, et cetera, et cetera, right? It's it's on the coaching staff. Um, so that's where we are, right? Like as <laughs> it literally is the only win, the, the win over to UTSA that I can think of, where I was like, you know what, Seth Luttrell. You know, he came in and he was—he had his guys better prepared than their guys, and it could be—you know—if you—if you lay it all out—that uh, UAB did the bulk of the work there. UAB um, went to UTSA, had them on the ropes, basically had that game won, and UTSA needed a miracle drive down the field, uh, you know, with a, a tipped uh, pass to, to win the game, right? There was an emotional uh, outpouring in that moment, basically wrapped up the West Division, moment, moment, moment. Um, and so they're not really prepared to go up to North Texas where it's cold and rainy and uh, play a rival that, you know, is not having a great season. So, you know, how much credit do we get after the trail? I think in the moment when the beer was flowing and the whiskey was flowing and I was high fiving and uh, seeing old friends and old people old uh, people I you know used to drink with way back when I was a youngin' in college. Um, it was good times. We can give and Show all the benefit of the doubt. But followed that up a few short weeks later, uh, at the Frisco Classic. You know, I remember as a young boy going to the Frisco Classic, you know, buying some peanuts, sitting there with my pop, watching uh, the football on display. Um, you, North Texas just kind of falls flat again, right? Like, oh, what happened? You're like, oh yeah, I forgot that was uh, non-good uh, against Miami of Ohio, right? You know, is Miami of Ohio good? No. Does anybody think about them around here? No, we don't. Um, you know, they also have the, they have a clarification in the name. It's Miami of Ohio, you know, or of Ohio, not the one you care about, but the other one. Uh, I think they're actually older, but again, nobody cares. Um. So there we are. That's where we're going into the season. Now we got some new guys, right? Uh, as you might expect, it, it's time. It's time to to get better. I guess you know what I mean. We have some some uh, uh, some new quarterbacks. Uh, a new a new guy. We got JD Head, right? You know, a guy from from Louisiana Tech. And mostly, it's hard for me to get excited about any of these guys in the way that it was in the past. I mean, like Jace Ruder. Uh, he looked real good. Um, you know, in the highlight film, <laughs> but when it came down, <laughs> when it came time to uh, get out there and play, he was throwing it, you know, into the sideline. Right? There was the famous gift that I love. I love this gift because it's just hilarious to me. Uh, of Seth Luttrell saying, you know, God dang it, uh, Jace, you, you got to throw it in bounds. <laughs> um, and so... That's where we are, right? Is Austin Ani the guy? He's not. He's not the guy. You can see how Seth Luttrell looked at it and said, you know what, if you combine Austin Ani and Jason Bean after 2020, that weird season, uh, they combined for 27 touchdowns, nine interceptions. You know, we we were doing some good things, and that would have put us, uh, you know, number one. We would have been we would have been number one in the in the you know in the conference, and uh, there's nobody really better that kind of, that kind of stuff, right? Well, fast forward, Western Kentucky went and gets themselves uh, Bailey Zappi from right under our nose. We played Bailey Zappi. We had scouting film on Bailey Zappi, and we didn't get him, right? It just seems strange. We we do well, at least we did a little air raid kind of stuff. Bailey's Zapp is the kind of dude you say, you know what? We're going to change up our offense. We're going to reteach some, uh, some air raid kind of stuff. But he goes to Western Kentucky. He throws 56 touchdowns over there. Uh, you know, uh, I think after the, the season, I it was more than that, right? After the bowl game, whatever. I don't know. I lost count. Uh, he was great. Did amazing things. And uh, that's the kind of thing that we thought we were paying Seth Lachow million bucks a year, million five, whatever it is now, uh, to take care of, right? Uh, He's the offensive guy. He's supposed to put up points and this kind of thing. Uh, But we've sort of devolved into this um, uh, empty points, empty yards kind of squad. And that was always a risk. A lot of people were concerned about that, like, you know, is that what we're going to be? But... We don't have a quarterback that we know is going to go out there and do some damage, right? We haven't had one like that since Mason Fine, and even Mason Fine's uh, final season was sort of a disappointment, right? Um, but, yeah, we, we haven't had a quarterback that can go out there and, and carry this team. And, in modern college football, that's what you absolutely need, and it's not there. Uh, the defense had a disappearing act for a couple seasons, right? Like the worst defense in the nation. Now, you're okay, well, there was, there was some... Pandemic things going on, and, and you know that was fixed. Uh, we hired a guy, and he took care of things, right? You know, um, handled business basically, right? the The defense was much improved, much better. Uh, everything seemed to be, um, you know, sort of in order, except the offense was very, very terrible. Um, okay, well, where are we now? What are we now? What do we think? Um, Phil Bennett, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, you know, if it wasn't Phil Bennett, this team would be would be the worst team in the nation again. Um, and, yeah, I mean, yeah, the the team could run. We kind of got to a, a point where we're like, well, we can run the ball, and that's kind of it. That's basically where we are again. Or, like, you know, we believe in our running backs. They're a little banged up, um, but there's a lot of depth there. At North Texas, we've always had running backs, so that's, that's a good thing. Um, but this is not 1976. You can't really win a championship that way, you got to throw the ball. And I think that's the big question, right? Like, who do we have on our squad that can throw the ball against Conference USA, you know, defenses? And that's changed a little bit, right? You know, like Marshall's gone, Southern Miss is gone. Southern Miss is pretty terrible. Uh, There's been changes, right? Louisiana Tech has a new head coach. They're going to throw the ball around. Uh, They're going to be a little bit different. you know, so it's different now. Uh, UTSA should still be good, right? They get a lot of talent. Um, I think they're probably going to suffer from, from a little hangover. Uh, surprising news is that uh, UAB's coach, Bill Clark, is going to retire, right? He has health issues. So that maybe opens up an opportunity. But they still should still have some of the um, the afterglow, right? You know, basically... Went, won a couple championships, and then we're right there. They, they were, you know, they lost the, the West championship game, basically, right? Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know that Western's going to be any good again, but somebody's going to come out of what used to be the East. you Yeah, I'll look out for, uh, like, Old Dominion, you know, kind of sort of rebuilding and jump up and bite you. Charlotte's always kind of decent that way. Um, you never know what's going on in the Florida teams. They can always add some talent and, and do some things, right? It, that's the kind of league we're in, right? You get one, like... Because the, the it's so um, there's so much parity, you can get one or two guys sort of change change everything, right? One quarterback, one dynamic running back, right? That that can change some things. Um, yeah, one playmaking, you know, play you know defensive end. I think uh, the road to the championship, I guess, is still through UTSA. It's still through UAB, um, in whatever sense that is, right? Uh, and then you ask yourself, well, is North Texas good enough to beat those squads? I don't know. It's sort of on their day, right? Like, there's a lot of talent there. I like what Phil Bennett brought to the defense. We lost some talents. A couple guys went to UCLA, which means, you know, uh, you know, I don't know. Are, are, are we able to replace them? What does that mean? Um, Do they not see themselves a fit? Do we consider that uh, sort of like a mid-major talent right in basketball where you kind of develop them and it's a sign of growth in your program that you can get them up to a level where they can go to a P5 uh, uh, school. Um, Sure, maybe, but then you gotta get the next guy, right? You gotta sell the next guy on that same dream. Um, I mean, ideally you want them four years, you know, developing them and winning titles. Uh, So, you know, that's where we are. That's where we are in, in July. And you know, the good news is that there's a lot of time. There's some time to get some other guys in some uh, some late additions as the fall camp comes up um uh, like you know next month and um you know we'll see uh anything can happen i, I don't know i didn't say it. here's my um you know just july 10th predictions i don't know that UTSA is as good as they were last year right they they rode a lot of uh momentum and they had a lot of just Special year kind of things happen, right? Um, that tip pass that completes, right? Like UAB had them beat, just completely beat at home. And then they, you know, they sacked them, whatever, and they forced a punt. That was the game. It was basically the game. And then they come back and win, right? Um, against Western, there was a, a little bit of collapse by uh, by Western Kentucky, but Western Kentucky started making a run, and um, you know it was all they could do, all UTS they could do, to kind of hold them off there for a little bit. But that got a little, little hairy there. Um, you know, there's a couple other moments in the season where it looked like you know what, well, they, maybe they'd be. They looked like they wanted to be beat. But outside of the, the UAB and then the Western games, there's not really a challenge, right? Uh, I forgot Western, at Western. That was a, a, an epic game. Um, you know, like, I, I don't know that they have the same kind of hunger. I don't know, any, you know, like, why do you think that, right? Well, look at them in the bowl game. They just, uh, they didn't look very good at all. They looked like they didn't want to be there. A lot of people stayed home. But you know, whatever. Uh, some people didn't qualify, that kind of thing. I think they felt like mission accomplished. Things are done. And, then, uh, you know, you can say, like, uh, triangle toughness, just whatever, like, Sure. Right. But I think if you haven't developed the hunger over a couple seasons and, you know, the want to win, the will to win, the want, the desire to get over a Western, the desire to, you know, do whatever. I don't know that happens again. It's very difficult to repeat. And that's why, again, I credit uh, like uh, UAB because they've been a consistently good program over there right, for, for as long as Bill Clark is there. Um, And then you have to look at Bill Clark and his squad and that whole thing and say, are they going to be able to do it? He was a special coach. He is a special coach. Uh, He built a special program. But was it special enough that it can endure past him? That's always a big question with a coach, right? Um, Louisiana Tech under Skip Holtz was a consistent winner. Consistently winning. They were good. They won like five something straight bowl games or something like that. they were always good. And even when they were down, they were like mediocre, right? They were not like rice or UTEP level, right? They were just like, well, you know, like they're like five hundred, you know what I mean? Um not bad. And I mean you look how good of a coach Skip Holtz is. He went to the what is it, USFL and he won a title, right? With Jamar Smith. He used to you know play for him. Anyway. Um, there you go. Uh they they got a new guy. Is it gonna be any good? Was uh, it like uh, one of the Dykes kids or something? I forget. Who it is. Um, um Are they gonna be any good? I don't know. It's a question mark. Can you win at Louisiana Tech? Uh, yeah. There's a lot of talent. It's Louisiana. They got a lot. Of, they got a ton of talent. Uh, they got. A, they. They have a history there. They have a, a, a city and a you know like core group of people that support that program. Uh, there's not a lot, right? There's not a, like a potential for growth but they're hardcore and they care, right? And so that means something, right? Um, You know, you always have to look out for them because they always have the potential to be very good. And um, so you got to look out for them, but I'm not so worried about them right now, like, from a North Texas perspective. I'm not worried about Rice. Uh, I don't know what they're doing. They're kind of spinning their wheels. I'm not worried about UTEP. Um, You know, their breakthrough season, quote-unquote, was, uh, you know, whatever that was last year where they... Squeaked by some uh, terrible teams, got blown up by UTSA. That didn't really impress me. Not very good. Um, and that was, like again, again, breakthrough season. So what happens now? They still have the same problems. They don't have an offense. They got a bunch of Juco guys. They're trying to get somebody out there to El Paso. Um, you know, Traditionally, UTEP would recruit South Texas and a lot of other places. But now you got Texas State and you got UTSA. Um, and, you know, other people dipping down into South Texas trying to recruit some of that that group. And so UTEP's like, well, now we got nobody, right? You know, whatever. Um, we don't really have a future in Conference USA, so it's hard to really get people out there, right? So there you go. I, I think that means that there's always a chance at North Texas, the talent... There's money. Uh, it's sort of a fickle fan base in, in North Texas because there's so much entertainment and there's a lot of transplants. A lot of people care about other things or right? they don't necessarily care about, um, you know, North Texas. Um, but, you know, there's 200-something, 1,000 alumni or whatever it is, 300. I forget. There's a big number. A lot of alumni in Dallas, Fort Worth. And so when they're good, people care. They show up and they support, right? We sold it out. We sold out Apogee. Uh, a couple seasons ago, when they were very good, um, you just got to be good again. And they they can be good again. They just have to get people to care. You got to show up day one, go win, right? Um, you you have to you have to make it happen. So, starts out with a bang. UTEP August twenty seventh. Then SMU on the September third. Texas Southern. That's sort of a gimme game. Really should be. Then a UNLV game. That's kind of you should win that one, but you never know. At Memphis, AAC game, right? Uh, then FAU, Louisiana Tech, UTSA in October. I actually like that in October. Uh, if it's a little bit later on in the season, everybody gets, you know, messing around on the holidays, and then you don't really get a full crowd there. So you got You can get a, a good crowd depending on what, what happens at that point. Uh, at Western Kentucky, October 29th. Um, you know, I might go to that one because I'm, I'm, it's only five hours away from me. Uh, then you got FIU at home at UAB in a game that has, like, a little bit of reduced shine. And then you got Rice at home, right? You know, like, sort of a whatever. I think they, they like to put us and Rice playing each other at the end of the season all the time. Um, that is a very winnable schedule, right? You get a little shine from the quarterback, depending whoever it is, right? Is it Asanani? Did he figure out how to complete a pass uh, down the field and not just overthrow a guy? Uh, did he figure out some consistency in his life? We don't know, right? Maybe as he turns thirty years old or whatever. Um is it Jace Reuter? Did he figure it out, right? Did he realize that his talent means that uh yeah, you, know, you know, he's he's always he always has a chance out there to make it make something happen, but he needs to put it together, right? Focus on the details and execute. Did all those reps that he got, did they help him? develop into to the guy that he's going to need to be, right? Did he use this offseason wisely? Is he ready to steal the job? Is it J.D. Head? Is it in a, he going to come in here and do some things? I don't know. I don't know the answer to any of those questions. Um, we'll see. right? Is one of the new new guys we got? Is this a freshman that's going to just make some noise? I do not know. Uh, I, I do want it to be <laughs> any of those things. We need somebody to go. Uh, again, we don't need 56 touchdowns. That would be great if it was 56 touchdowns, but... If it's thirty, right, thirty and and ten, even thirty and fifteen, that's fine. Fifteen interceptions, it's a lot of interceptions, but thirty touchdowns, right? Where we're not like, please, uh, you know, please complete a pass to our team, you know, that kind of thing. Where we're a threat, a, a little bit of a threat, throwing the ball downfield. Um, can that happen? Uh, you know, we lost a lot of talent in the wide receiver position um, through, you know. Uh, you know, character things, right? There's a guy beating on his girlfriend. Um, and, you know, injuries. Injuries just completely devastated everything going on. And, you know, you can be like, well, you know, we got to do just unlucky. Or, or, you know, you can uh, develop these guys and make sure they're, they're not hurting themselves a lot. Uh, but that meant that, well, that combined with the terrible quarterbacking meant that North Texas was just like, well, we're going to turn around and hand the ball off again, and hopefully this works. And if it doesn't, uh, the one time it did work really great was against UTSA, who didn't want any part of a tough, cold day. Right? They were in ponchos, and they were ready to go uh, on that day. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like that's the thing, right? They're going to want a little, little tasty revenge, October 22nd at San Antonio, right, UTSA. Uh, they're gonna say, you know what? They beat us, and uh, that was ugly. They're gonna show a, little, a few clips of that of it that day, and they're gonna get hyped up. They have their motivation for that, and I think North Texas needs to, you know, step up. That's the fun part about this whole thing, right? Of competing. There's storylines around it. Um, now I talked a little bit about like the the national perspective. If you look at it only from that perspective. There's not a whole lot to play for. We're not going to play for national championship today, right? It's not. Like, you look at the schedule, it's not super compelling from a national standpoint. But we care about it. I care about it. You know the storyline about, you know, UTEP, about SMU, and, you know, even Texas Southern. There's a little history there. You can care about it, and that's fine. It's fine if it's just us that cares about this this team and the peaks and the ups and downs, and that's what we're here for. We'll do it together, Uh, and we'll have a good time. Uh, we'll obsess about it unhealthily, you know. Like, I swear, I said this before, right? Like, football is going to be like smoking, right? Why y'all really did that? And um, I was reminded that I said this before when I, I read uh, Will Leach. You know, he's the former Deadspin uh, guy. He has a newsletter. I read the newsletter, and he was talking about how he's talking to his son. And his son's like a catcher or something. And uh, he was like, what's your favorite play when you catch it? And he was like, Go oh, I like the plays at the plate, where you got it and you can just crash into them. And, you know, the kid's like, oh, you can't really do that anymore. He's like, yeah. And they showed, like, highlights of it, just, you know, plays at the plate in Major League Baseball. And his kid was, like, shocked and horrified. Like, y'all really did that? People did that? And then he, you know, they watched the the jacked-up segments on, uh, on uh, what was it, NFL, post-game, NFL Live, whatever it was. And um, he was like, what? what's happening here. Like, there's a point when, you know, what used to be normal and accepted just becomes antiquated and then looks to the, to the modern person, right, in our case, the future person, and uh, they're going to look at it and say, what? what the hell is going on over there, guys? Uh, and so I think there's a little bit of that going to happen with American football, right? The more we know about, like, CTE and the damage and all this other stuff. And that's fine. You know, I've accepted that as the case. Um, you know, like I'm not excited about it, but I, I recognize what I what I enjoy, and maybe that is not super healthy, right? Um, and that's what it is. But uh, you can do it with me. You can join me. We'll do it. We'll watch it together, and we'll have a good time. Uh, the cadence from now on is: I think we're going to try to do it weekly. At least that's the plan. Um, and then like in off season, we'll try to alternate them, but this one's very football heavy. The like next week, we'll try to talk a little bit about basketball. Um, and then, I mean, you know, there's, it's more, you know, there's a lot of good stuff about happening in basketball. That's, that's the bright spot, right? But, um, we'll also try to, uh, like alternate, uh, our, our co-hosts, Right, we'll get Aldo, we'll get Greg as we lead up to the season. And then we'll do like we normally do, or I'll be like Aldo in the football season, and then Greg, when he can, uh, he's a very important person. It's hard to get a hold of him. Hard to get his schedule nailed down. Uh, we'll, we'll talk some basketball. Uh, a lot of good stuff happening uh, on the basketball side. I'm excited about that. I think North Texas should compete again. They got a lot of talent coming back. And uh, as far as basketball is concerned right now, uh, there's you know I, I signed up, actually the TBT, the basketball tournament, reached out to me. They're like, hey, you want to do the what you call the thing, the um, you know, bracket challenge? It's trying to just advertise or whatever. But uh, if you sign up at you can click the link, and it'll take you to the TBT tournament. You can fill out the bracket, do a bracket challenge. If we get enough people, they'll give us, like, the winner of the free, some free gear. And if we don't get enough people, you'll still be entered into the contest. So you don't lose unless, of course, you pick a terrible bracket, right? So what is the basketball tournament, you ask? Um, well, I first encountered it, I think, it's like in its second year. It's now, like, in its seventh, I think it is. Uh, so it was just a tournament put on by some people. They called it the basketball tournament. They opened it to everybody. Um, and the the criteria for getting in was, like, social media heavy. Again, trying to be like, well, we'll put you in the tournament if you get people to care about it, so that way people care about it and watch it, right? Makes sense. Um, and, you know, some of them were, like, quirky things. One was, like, an all-girls team, and then the other one was, like, a... Um, like, I think the team that North Texas, well, the North Texas alumni team, Bleed Green, uh, is going to play called Eberlin Drive. They were just a bunch of guys that played uh, for, like, you know, 15 years, like, as kids, and they grew up, and they're like, we're going to compete, whatever. Anyway, they got blown out by, like, 50 or something like that. They've since added some real basketball players to that squad, and uh, I think, like, the one of the original guys is, like, a coach. I don't know, Whatever. But I, that's what I remember of it. It was kind of weird and quirky, and, and the fun part was seeing some guys that used to be somebody, right? Uh, I was like, I can't even think of it. There was like one dude from Kansas, and you're like, is that that guy? He kind of washed out. He was a former draft pick, and now he's just out there playing for this team. And then he'd go out there and score like 40 points. I think he scored uh, like 40 when they only had four players, right? There was a real difficulty in getting, enough players to show up because it seemed, you know, kind of fake. Um, you know, it was, it was, it was at that level, but what happened was like a couple overseas guys, like overseas elite, I think they jumped, jumped out there and they won like two years in a row, right? It, the first year was like half a million, the next year was a million and now it's been like two million ever since, right? ESPN broadcasted it now and they, they do the, uh, um, the, uh, Elam ending, right? Which is, uh, a sixth grade math, sixth grade math teachers, um, analysis saying, you know what, let's make everything in with a buzzer beater or like you know a final shot, and so at a certain point they cap the score, and they say, all right, you have to get plus 10 after this point, and you know, whatever, that's the the target score. And uh, you know, it's fun, it's a good time. So that is happening. I've never seen, I've seen former North Texas players play in it, uh, in particular Shannon Shorter, I forget what team it was, um, but now there's a North Texas alumni, right? What, what's happened is that a lot of those alumni groups, little alumni teams, uh, have gotten together and they compete, so it's basically a college basketball tournament of has-beens, right? Um, and it's fine. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of fun. It's entertainment, and um, you know, I, I think that's it's good. You get the best of both worlds. A lot of these guys either play overseas or used to be very good and have like a fan base, They're like a built-in fan base. So North Texas is gonna play, right? Well, bleed green, North Texas alumni. You got. Um, uh, What's his face? Uh, uh, Thomas Bell, who you just saw and rooted for, right? Shannon Shorter, again. Jordan Williams, former Nortex player. He wore 23, you know, and I think he transferred. Um, Jordan Duffy, DJ Draper, you remember him. Zach Simmons, you remember Zach Simmons. Thomas Bell, a lot of of good stuff. And then they have some other guys, uh, like some dude from Albany. I don't know that guy. I don't know how they know him, how they got him on the team. But he's on the team. I'm just reading it through. Uh, Brandon Jefferson out of Denver. Uh, I don't know that guy. Um, who else? Uh, I said DJ Jaber Jason Siggers from Albany. And that's that guy. We got JJ Murray. You know him, North Texas. Uh, Murphy Holloway, Ole Miss. You know, I don't know that guy. Ron Jackson Jr., North Carolina a and You know. Okay, Wendell Mitchell, Baylor and Texas A&M. He's going to play with these guys, but the people you care about, Zach Simmons, Thomas Bell, Shannon Shorter, Jordan Duffy, Mike Miller. Mike Miller's going to play. I think that's a new addition. I didn't see him before. Um, uh, Jordan Duffy, Jordan Williams, J.J. Murray, D.J. Draper, you know, some of the guys that uh, won a lot of stuff here at North Texas or at least had a good time. So uh, that starts July 22nd, again, on MingreenNation.com. You can click the link. It's like the first or second post up there, depending on when you're listening to this. Click it, sign up for the Mean Green Nation Bracket Challenge. Um, at the very least, you'll get some gear. I'll try to get everybody some gear for free. Uh, but we just need enough people to sign up. So, you know, send it to whoever wives, girlfriends, mistresses, misters, whoever. Um, and that's what we'll do. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this episode of the Ming Green Nation podcast. Uh, we'll do it again. Go Mean Green.